Um, so if you have not heard the preceding three messages, and if you are um, interested in the context of why we're talking about these things or wanting to revisit old material, uh, we have those up on, we have the last two weeks up on the podcast. I have all my notes that I'd be happy to share with you. But this will be serving as our last week in this little series. And again, this has not been uh, this has not been exhaustive by any means. Um, there are lots of things and lots of areas um, where we could be discussing, um, specifically for each individual person, uh, in terms of goal setting and uh, growing in areas of disciplined character are gonna look different for each person. There's gonna be different areas where we all have, um, where we need to focus and improve upon um, maybe more urgently uh, or more importantly uh, at this stage in our life than others. And um, I can't really spend time addressing fully all those different areas, um, but what I would recommend is that as what, we, as we complete this series is to take some time to think about these things and to schedule time with your uh, personal pastor to discuss um, your plans um, to grow in these areas. Um, because all of us uh, have definite room to grow in these areas. Um, if we also, uh, if, you, if you read the book that we're recommending, The Discipline Life um, by Richard Taylor, um, it is very easy and very apparent in the first, I don't know, three pages to see that we all have room to improve in our discipline. Uh, we are all, especially given uh, if, if you've been raised in America today, there we all have uh, been raised in different assumptions and circumstances that um, have caused us to um, think less of ourselves and to challenge less of ourselves. And so I would strongly recommend um, that first, the, one of the first steps is to read that book um, to see what he has to say. Even though that was written 40 years ago, um, a lot of the issues that he's speaking against has have accelerated and have grown and increased. So it is something that even though it was written for uh, a long, for many of us in this room, it was written before we were born, but yet those issues are still very much pertinent to us uh, and probably um, t more so, I would say, today than even when it was written. So we're going to continue today and we're going to close today um, by looking at four different areas um, where we can insert tools into our lives to help us be more disciplined individuals. Uh, I'm going to give some examples of those tools like we did uh, in week two of this series when we looked at goal setting, where I um, provided some goal setting uh, tool examples. Um, but today, we're going to just look at four different types uh, of tools uh, that I recommend that we uh, all implement in our lives as Christians in order to be fruitful in our mission as being um, kingdom extenders here on earth. So um, we're going to move on today. So we're going to look at four different areas, uh, one of which uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time, um, but I think it's important to revisit is that first and foremost, we're going to be looking at 
uh, we're going to be reminded of our goal setting tools. Um, not specifically going to go through exactly all of them again in detail like we went through in week two, but I just want to point out some of the reasons why um, this is still something that we need to keep in mind for this topic. Secondly, looking at a uh, some type of scheduling uh, methodology in terms of a, a device that tracks the use of our time and what are our responsibilities going forward um, and why that's important. Thirdly, looking at um, some form of a task manager. Um, so looking at actions that we need to do and how do we make sure or ensure that those things are completed in a timely fashion. And then lastly, uh, a recommendation for miscellaneous um, organization of some sort of list. Um, just for the sake of the fact of wanting to make sure that we do not lose sight of these things um, that we might come up with that are important to us and not lose track of them. So um, a lot of these things, you could probably find tools where many of these aspects are all incorporated together. That's fantastic and that's wonderful. Um, so if that works for you and you have the ability to uh, merge these all into one place, that's great. Um, efficiencies and synergies are awesome. Uh, if you're an individual like myself who is a little um, type A and a little OCD and likes things a certain way for each certain thing, uh, you can break these up into four different areas and you'll kind of see how, for me, this is today is going to be a little bit of a study of how these things apply in my life. That does not mean that what works for me is necessarily going to work for everybody else here, and nor do I say that I need to pigeonhole everybody to saying you have to do these things, um, but these are just recommendations for how they fit in my life. And so hopefully this will get us thinking about how it applies to everybody else's life. So our first tool, um, we're going to just briefly review um, our topic from a couple weeks ago about goal setting. Um, it's important that we see or recognize that whatever our hearts truly want or are truly wanting to do or have happen in our life, those desires are going to be um, reflected in our actions. So the decisions that we make and the things that we do um, many times are going to be a direct reflection of either um, what are hopefully on in a godly way, hopefully what the the godly wants and desires that he has put God has put into our hearts, hopefully that is guiding us more and more in increasing manner. Um, however, it's also important to note to see uh, to recognize that while we're still not fully 100% uh, sanctified and uh, seeing that experienced perfectly day by day uh, in terms of our actions. We still, as Christians, uh, we still make mistakes. We still uh, sin um, and so forth. Um, for us to recognize these patterns in our lives um, that might be reflected um, of fleshly wants and desires in our hearts that we need to eradicate. So it's important for us to see that. Um, for in terms of goals, um, it helps for an example. Um, if we see that we're living, uh, we're choosing day by day by day to put difficult things off or to things that are challenging that we don't want to do, if we see that we are, you know, wanting to avoid tough things in our lives, 
then we can see that that might be pointing to we might have an idol of comfort or an idol of um, being irresponsible in our lives. Um, so it's important to see that our goals, if we, uh, if we do set goals in our lives, that if we're not tracking in that path, if we're seeing you know, a pattern of excuses or things that are pushing us off that track, then we can see where there are some areas where we still need to uh, maybe confess sin in our lives, um, seek more help and assistance and guidance, um, and to be honest about these things. Um, it's one of the biggest um, lies of the enemy, one of the biggest uh, tricks to try to keep us from fulfilling our destiny as sons and daughters of God and what God is willing for us is for us to um, be tricked into shame, uh, guilt, or wanting to hide things that are not, um, the things that are less than perfect. When we are falling short, it is our fleshly tendency to want to avoid bringing those things to light. And so if we're starting to see patterns in our lives or we're making choices that are consistently against either, um, that, are, that are consistently against our, our motivations and goals as Christians, um, that is something that should be raising alarms for us that we should be um, needing to um, speak up about and to seek God's grace and also to seek um, help and assistance from our brothers and sisters. So, um, one, so again, so tool number one, our motivation, our goals, they should be showing us if we are truly making decisions. Um, for instance, like if we're trying to uh, have a healthier lifestyle, if we're trying to maintain uh, our, our good health for longevity purposes as Christians, which are very important, that we're able to physically uh, be able to serve God um, longer and longer into our life um, and take care of ourselves with that goal in mind. Um, if we're seeing that we're, um, you know, consistently saying yes to eating bad foods or um, saying no to um, taking care of our health through exercise or things like that, that is uh, something that's pointing to us to show us that um, we are uh, obviously not being, um, we're not truly convicted in that area, um, that we're not truly trying to escalate uh, to where we can overcome and conquer those fleshly desires. So it's important that these goals show us as a, as a reminder of that. Secondly, along with this, is that to keep our goals um, in front of us on a regular basis. So have some type of visual reminder that, um, any because typically speaking, most people, um, if you're like myself anyways, is that if something is out of sight, the, the old expression goes out of sight, out of mind. If, if we are not focusing on something, then it's going to be an area where we uh, are able to slip in because of the fact that we're not uh, willing to address it or we're not um, seeing it as something as important because we are putting it off to the side. So um, that's an area where we can have concern for sure. And lastly, is that for our goals is re to refer back to them often. Um, and especially in times of where we're struggling, in the sense of causing us to not bury our head in the sand, not to, uh, to just ignore that a problem is developing, or to um, also not to just... Um, just give up. You know, a lot of times if we, 
if things are not going well at the outset of our goal, um, we just we have the temptation just to give up right then and there if we're not seeing um, consistent or uh, some sort of demonstrable victory. Um, and so what happens is when we go to actually um, assess those goals, you know, if we know that we're, we're not putting in the, in the effort and the time to achieve them, we are tempted to not even um, to not even focus on that area. We just kind of turn a blind eye. Um, I did. I do this from time to time. I did it last year in terms of my health, and this might seem really silly, but when I was getting stressed out last year from um, responsibilities and things of that nature, uh, I ate tons and tons of fast food all during the months of October, November, December, uh, to the point where I put on about 15 pounds in a matter of about three months. And whereas I used to, when I, uh, I used to weigh myself on a pretty regular basis to make sure that I'm staying on, I just basically just watched as the scale collected more and more dust on it and, and did, like refused. I'm like, I'm not going to step on that thing because I know when I step on it, it's going to say that I put on five, 10, however many pounds. It's like, I don't want to know how bad it's gotten. Um, and that's, uh, that might be a, seem like a silly example, but we, that, that is how uh, we are often tempted in other aspects of our lives. Um, when it comes to our, maybe our job performance or our schoolwork or something like that, we know if we're not doing our homework in school uh, and we don't really want to know what our grade is, you know, sometimes we kind of just take a, you know, I'm just going to, I don't really know if I have a A, B, or C, or whatever it may be. I'm just going to go and take my final and hope it all works out in the end kind of aspect. Sometimes we have that temptation that when we know things are not going well, we don't want to see that confirmation that really it's not going well. Um, so and that's just a tactic of our flesh and the enemy for us to be ashamed and to feel guilty and condemnation, rather than seeing that that is those measurement tools are supposed to be an encouragement to get refocused, rededicated uh, for us to see that we're not perfect, that we need help. Um, and so it's not supposed to be something that brings condemnation, which is what I was using it for last year. Cause I was like, I, if I look on, if I step on that scale, I know it's going to say that I am, you know, letting my discipline slip. And I took, you know, that as being something as a, reflection of myself uh, and and it was not a not a good healthy thing so so now when I you know eat an absurd amount of food on game night last night thank you for those people who participated and were there and you saw the massive amounts of food and drink we had it's like I know that I'm sure today I'm probably not physically in a better place than I was yesterday but that's okay I know that and I'm not going to be um, allowing that to have something that has inordinate um you know, condemnation and guilt thrown on top of myself. So secondly, um, is some, tor some type or form of a scheduler, whether it is f your smartphone, whether it is um, Sam was so kind today to let me um, use as a demonstration. Um, a, it's a very, this is a very simple version of this. This is a actual physical uh, day planner where day by day, uh, month by month, you can has sections, and you can't probably see it from way back there, um, where each day has several lines to it where Sam, in this case, can write uh, his work schedule, 
class. Uh, looks like he's got things like chores on here. Um, all kinds of different things on here. And he actually has it scheduled out by what times that he's going to do these things. So I think this is a really excellent little thing here. And this is probably something that only costs Sam, I'm sure, less than, you know, probably around five, not even probably close to ten dollars, because this is a very simple one. You can get something as pretty basic as this, but it helps because um, you can, I can see going forward that Sam has future things like his work schedule and so forth planned out in advance so that he can look at this and see what, his, uh, what he has going on in his life and what are the things that are his priorities. Um, and that's really, really important. Whether or not you have something as simple as this or a, a robust one, as I'm sure that uh, Mr. Trimbach has, uh, a real uh, big, thick one with probably lots of tabs and so forth, um, that's great. If you want a physical one, um, the important thing is, is whatever tool you use for this is that you need to have it on you. <laughs> it needs to be something you carry with you on a regular basis. If In your day-to-day -day life, if Sam were to have this and he does not take this with him anywhere and just leaves it sitting at home, it's not really going to do him any good when he goes and uh, say that, um, you know, he runs into JT at Rock Campus Fellowship and they're wanting to sit down and say, hey, let's go. We've been talking, Sam and uh, JT and I have been talking about the, the meat mountain at Arby's for you know, how the three of us need to go eat that sometime. But none of us have actually taken the time to go, hey, let's schedule that out. And that's why it hasn't happened, uh, which, you know, that's a shame because although probably for, again, talking about for myself and what I went through, it might probably be a better thing and a loving thing that I don't. My wife is not in the room right now, so she'd probably get really mad at me if I went and had the meat mountain at Arby's, but nevertheless, that's an example. If we don't have something like this ready and handy, uh, a lot of our relational things that when we say, hey, I would really love to get with you and hang out sometime, that stuff doesn't really happen, really, uh, in the sense of, you know, if we don't pinpoint a time, and that might seem like a little thing, but then our relationships become a lot of just all talk, you know, in the sense of, Oh, I say I'm, I'm interested in hanging out with you. I'm saying to you that I uh, like you or what have you, but I'm not interested in you that much to where I'm actually going to schedule a time and make it happen. I'm not really committed to making it work. And so um, it's in a way that can really wear on our relationships as a community. If we uh, are just constantly saying, oh yeah, we should do this together. We should do this together. And, but we, know, we don't have any follow through that's going to potentially open up areas of hurt and resentment and so forth uh, for one another. And, um, and it might be one-sided or it might be both ways where both individuals think, well, hey, you should have taken the initiative or you should have taken the initiative or what have you. But so it's important to see that um, uh, it's, that might really seem like a real simple and silly thing. And we, I am willing to bet that 99% of our relationships in here are, you know, people really like each other and really uh, probably don't hold a whole lot of bitterness and resentment towards each other in this. But I'm saying that, that this is just a way to protect us from that as well. So anyways, um, so on our slide here, we show that um, time is the, I, I argue that time is the number one factor in determining our fruitfulness. If we do not invest any time, if the value of time is zero, invested in activity, 
or done in an activity, there's going to be no output or there's, no, there's not going to be any result from that activity because we literally have not done anything. We've not, we've, if that, I mean, if you want to follow like a graph or something like that, if you think about time as your x-axis and y-axis is your output, at time zero, nothing can, you know, there's nothing that can happen uh, if you don't actually do something. So um, if we are, uh, as Christians, if we are saying that we are kingdom advancing oriented missional people, um, if we are not doing anything with our time to develop that, to grow that, then the, the effect is not going to be just that God is somehow going to um, just instantly make things appear. Like all of a sudden, if we, you know, it's not going to magically, if, we're, if we don't go out and sharing the gospel, uh, individuals are not just going to magically start popping up into our church. You know, if we're not making any effort to go out, um, if we're not putting any time into it, then we should not be expecting any results. Um, now, obviously, um, the grace of God, his empowerment of us uh, in terms of the Holy Spirit gifting us, strengthening us, giving us wisdom, uh, and so forth, and how we do things, or transforming us from the inside out, uh, strengthening our mind, uh, giving us uh, a more merciful, gentle spirit, whatever it may be, um, that increases that effectiveness of our time spent. So in term, but nevertheless, if we're not spending time, if we're not utilizing our time well, um, then we cannot expect any fruit to be born from our life. Um, second point I want to make is that we, we need to reckon that having a, some f sort of schedule, um, should help us recognize that we are stewarding, stewarding God's gift to us, which is our lives. Um, our time here on earth is not something that we're entitled to. We're not, it's not given and that, or it should be expected that we have an X amount of time left in our lives. Um, it's also not ours to frivolously um, spend. Um, it's something that was paid for with a great price. Um, it was something that was given to us um, that, um, and we ought to, out of love for the, the giver of that, um, to, uh, to utilize that gift in a way that's honoring of him. Um, just think of it as in terms of uh, if someone were to give you uh, for Christmas a brand new car, and we are to use, and we could use however we that car technically however we want, um, but it's not very honoring of that individual if we um, maybe dismantle it and sell it for parts, or if we just let it sit in the garage and not even use it, um, or if we use it for dishonorable things. Um, you know, trashing it up and uh, or whatever crazy you know thing on t you know movie scenario scenario you want to play out. Um, so it's it's important for us to understand and recognize that our time and our life is uh, to be steward uh, stewarding what God has given to us. And then lastly, this kind of goes back with the intro that I, I gave is that the importance of being dependable and reliable. Um, if it allows us to have that earned trust. Um, so on Sunday mornings, um, 
the guys who help out here and setting up the church, um, you know, as they show up on a regular and regular basis, I know that I can count on them and I can ask them to do things uh, if I need them to that when I'm busy working on other things. And to me, that is a, a greater blessing than uh, a lot of what they could possibly know or, or maybe even think of because um, the ability to um, show yourself that you're willing, able to be counted on and that you're reliable is um, when, when it comes to uh, working as a team is such a huge aspect. If you can't count on somebody on your team, then at that point, it's kind of useless to even have them be a, a part of the team. So um, that idea that being fruitful in the little things in our lives together uh, as a body um, is really, really important. So this is just an example. Uh, this is just some things I took off my phone. These are some screenshots. Um, so for myself, I use Google Calendar. And as you can see on the screen here, uh, I have a couple different views of this app on my phone. Um, this is, for me, it works really well because there is a, this has a scrolling list here of all the things that I have to do uh, you know, on specific days. And as you can see that today, which is what's listed as tomorrow's really today, I have a really busy day today. Uh, I have Sunday service. The, I missed the leaf drop off uh, this past week, um, the collection, and I need to get rid of those before I have guests over at my house this week. I need to start working on a school paper. And at midnight tonight, I have a job application I have to submit because they're, the base is really silly like that. And the job application opens up at midnight, and I have to submit it at midnight, which is... So pray for me that I'm awake still at midnight, by the way. Um, if you want to, you know, send me a text or whatever to say, hey, just making sure you're awake. Eric, by the way, you could be a good roommate and, you know, keep me, keep me up. Um, so this... If it wasn't for this, and this is some, this is our, the the Hale family calendar. So there's all kinds of things that uh, doesn't even have Carla's stuff on just this screen, which is even longer than my list. Um, but this is just a way for me that that tr basically is this in digital form, and it's on my phone and it's on my very front screen, and I can see it right there every day. Not only what's happening today but it shows out as far as a week is in advance. This can actually continue to scroll. I can scroll up and see all the things that are coming up right there at my fingertips. So I think this is a really can be a really worthwhile tool if you're a person with a smartphone, but if you're not, that's okay. If you wanna use this, if this is better for you, if you uh, can't afford a smartphone or if you are very um, passionate in your beliefs about the, the evils and corruptions and, of uses of our technology today, which I'm not going to you know, disagree necessarily with that. Um, they are tools, but they can be totally tools for evil and destruction, distraction and all those things. So um, I'm not gonna say that, you know, that, that's, if you think that this is not for you, that's fine. Use, use the day timer. Um, and then also I showed it just another view of this is that on a day by day it tells me um, what activities I have at what time of the day and I can go to each one and I can see, oh, on November 22nd from seven to nine, there was a game night here at Grace Christian Fellowship, um, which is excellent. The church, uh, as diligent as I can be in keeping it updated, the church has its own Google Calendar that we that anyone who has a Gmail account can subscribe to. 
uh, and I'd be happy to uh, make that help you make that happen. Um, can also send invitations of events that we post on there to you directly so that you can have a email reminder that something is going on. So there are ways that this can be set up to um, you know, um, be tapped into the, what the church is going on. Hopefully, as we grow in our organization and grow in our discipline, um, that each Sunday morning, hopefully, uh, when we would all take the time to, when we look at our bulletin, we would see what are the upcoming events and take the time, take the two seconds to add those things that are new, new upcoming events, adding them into either our our phone, our apps, or our devices, or adding it physically into our day timer here. Um, so that way we don't have instances where we have individuals that don't know about events. Because um, hopefully, I think the people who were here last night would agree that we had a lot of fun last night. And it was more than just for the sake of having fun. I think that it was a good time to be able for us to spend time together and continue to build relationships. We're growing and growing and growing as a church where it's no longer as simple as we all know each other and we all know each other really well. That used to be kind of our thing here at GCF and then this event would have been just one more thing. But this is, but we're growing and for, you know, doing things like a game night is to allow us to uh, bring more and more people into relationships in a very low-stress, low-key environment where we're having a good time. And so hopefully we can see that little things like that, being, you know, seeing the church events in a church that's now, you know, 50-plus people are great opportunities for us to get more and more plugged in with each other and building up our uh, local body here. So just want to say that you know, consider that each each week. Take the time if you have some some type of device like this in your life, um, some type of scheduler that you take seriously. The you know our bulletins and our upcoming events and letting you know putting those into there and updating your your scheduler. Thirdly, third tool I'd like to talk about uh, quickly is some sort of some sort of a task manager. In your task manager, whatever um, way you want to use it, it could be simply integrated already into your day timer. It can be something where um, you plan ahead and you put um, in your future day. If it's something that you like to keep separate, as in um, I, and you're, we're going to see this here. We'll even jump to the next screen. I personally like to keep my events and things that I have to do scheduled places I need to be, um, I like to put those, say, on my scheduler, whereas I have a different app. This is just simply a Google Tasks app um, that I can list out all the things that I need to do and give myself deadlines as to when they're due. I can categorize them, color categorize them by, are these things for the church? Are they things for, um, things for my personal life? Um, but this is just how I'm wired. I like to keep these things separate um, because to me, they're not necessarily have to be done on a particular day at a particular time. I just need to have them done by a deadline. So um, these, to me, in my way of thinking, and again, this might not be the same for everybody else, 
Um, but I think that it might be helpful to kind of sort out here the differences in terms of something that's an event or a place that you need to be uh, versus something that you need to do and get done. So kind of thinking like your to-do list, so to speak, if you want to say that. I, can, I call a to-do list a, a task. Um, so things that need to be done by a certain time. Um, and in any case of you know some basic rules when it comes to doing tasks um, is to be aggressive. Um, do what you can to, to finish early. Um, just because the fact that uh, the natural the disposition for many of us is to procrastinate and put things off to the last minute. Um, when we do that, our quality of work is going to be rushed and significantly less. Um, so especially when it comes to things that are important, um, you know, we're going to potentially be cutting corners on things that either if they're for our job or if they're for our schoolwork or things like that, we're going to give less than our best effort. And, um, you know, it's important to move our mindsets from thinking about, especially in terms of our job or our schoolwork, um, as just things that need to be done, rather than stop thinking like that and thinking more like these are representations of ourselves and then thinking of it from a bigger scale than that. As a Christian, these are representations of Christ and how we really truly believe our faith and how it actually works in our life. If we are people that are, if, if, if I am cutting corners in my job, if I'm only doing the bare minimum rather than being excellent, then what is my reputation going to become? I'm, my reputation is going to become as an individual who is not that great of a worker. It's going to short circuit any growth in development in my career. People are not going to think that I am someone that is uh, more than just, you know, worth doing basic low-level tasks. I'm not someone who is worth investing into leadership. I'm not somebody that they're going to want to work with. And then on a bigger scale, if they know that I'm a Christian, they're going to think, well, okay, so obviously, he, you know, He's just a lazy Christian worker who apparently doesn't want to work all that hard and it's going to um, besmirch the name of Christ. So it's important to see that it's more than just, I got to get through this, I got to get this task done. And the earlier we start on our tasks, the, um, the, uh, the more that we resist procrastination, uh, the, the better chance we have of giving, putting forth our most excellent effort. And hopefully, um, it, will, it will be something that, um, you know, that will be honoring of God and it'll be something that um, truly reflect, reflects our best effort rather than just the bare minimum. So, um, so some sort of, again, some sort of, um, methodology of being able to um, organize and manage these things um, so that we have the best success or best chance of successfully doing these well um, and doing them um, where that's not going to have just uh, creating more work down the line. Um, oftentimes, uh, if you are a homeowner or if you're somebody who, uh, even if you, or whatever place you live, um, we all know that 
if we take the time to be thorough um, in, in our chores and things like that, it's going to save us from more work down the line. Uh, oftentimes, or there's going to be bigger issues or more costly issues if we don't thoroughly um, take care of the problem. Um, you know, John does a lot of gardening. If John didn't make the effort to, in the cold, to appropriately preserve um, maybe some of his um, plants that are he's wanting to, uh, you know, continue to live uh, for a long period of time, but maybe they have to be brought indoors or somehow doing certain things uh, to them in terms of, uh, I'm sure there's, I'm not a gardener, so I can't really speak to a whole lot of these things, but I'm sure there's a lot of things that John had to do to make sure for that his plants would survive the winter. And that's not a fun necessary task, or, or not necessarily a fun task to do, but that would completely, uh, you know, um, undermine his all of his efforts and all the money and time he put into those things if he didn't take care of them now um, for the future. So just something to consider that uh, what the extra effort we put in now can save us a lot of headaches, time, effort, money, etc. down the line. Last tool uh, uh, topic I want to very briefly hit before we leave. Oh, sorry. Yes, Larry. Go for it. Yeah, definitely. And on, on the uh, the other side of the same coin, um, when positive opportunities, as Larry's uh, pointing out, we can take advantage of those positive opportunities. But it also, on to play the the opposite, is when increased challenges uh, or opposition comes, um, then we're not sitting uh, in a meeting with somebody face to face with excuses. Uh, and saying, gee, I let you down because of this. It was my fault or it was beyond my control. Um, rather than taking ownership of the fact that we could have, by utilizing our time uh, appropriately, we could have potentially uh, avoided that or at least uh, downplayed the significance of the, the opposition, the distractions, and so forth. So last thing I just want to really briefly talk about um, if you are not a list maker, I'm not here to tell you you have to be a list maker, but I will say that um, if you're an individual that does not have impeccable memory, um, which I am not, so that's why I need these things, um, it's important to have uh, these lists available to us. And so a lot, of, we, a lot of times when we think of lists, I think people kind of just think of like just random sheets of paper floating around. But there are tools out there uh, where we can organize these things and have them readily available um, that are easy to use um, with, you know, significant, easy uh, way to store them, um, safe way to store them, and so forth. So, uh, again, in this case, it's probably 
there are there's probably a little bit more bias towards digital tools for this just because the fact that uh, there are lots of great tools that can store things for you organize these things um, that you can just put out there and now obviously you don't want to put out too many probably you know, sensitive information but in terms of just this sort of thing we're talking about you can put it out there and you don't have to worry about necessarily that you're going to lose too you're not going to have enough space to store these things you're not going to lose these things uh, it's not like you know um, you're potentially could lose your your slips of paper your notebook things like that um, so some just some real basic tools that if you just want to jot these down as we go um, for these types of things and since we're uh, almost out of time I will be happy to talk about them um, afterwards um, but this is like I said, this is where it's going to be kind of hard to see. Um, a tool that I like to use personally is a tool called Evernote. Um, I have a, a section of church lists and a, search, a section of personal lists. Um, so I have things like um, a section of items that are for um, leaders meeting agendas, um, ideas for Rock Campus Fellowship in terms of how we can improve. Um, our shopping list in terms of what are the things that we need I need to be buying this week for our weekly meeting and then um, miscellaneous projects that need to happen at some point um, that I don't know when I'm gonna get to but they do need to happen at some point and then personal um, you know I have like a nice little list here things for Carla that you know someday that if I'm a good husband maybe I'll buy her um, things that I would like to buy for myself um, different housework chores and projects that I need to do and um, because Carla and I love food I have a list of restaurants of places that I'd like to take her sometime so or I'd like to go myself so um, so that's just a nice, simple little app that I can keep all these things, and I can, whenever I need to, I can just grab my phone out. It's like if I'm talking with Greg on the phone, and he says, hey, I need this done at the church, I can quickly just pull out my phone and start putting this stuff right into it. So that way I know that I have this, instead of I'm not freaking out because I don't have a pen or a paper uh, handy or something like that, or trying to make sure I remember um, that I need to do this particular thing. In terms of any documents or things like that that you might want to, um, if you want to make lists but you want to store them someplace a little bit uh, more robust, you can. Uh, Google has a lot of different options in terms of, uh, they have one called Google Drive where you can put a lot of different documents. Um, I organize a lot of our main uh, things I need for GCF, Rock Campus Fellowship. I also have a personal account as well. So this is a good tool in terms of any digital documents that you have um, that you need to store. And also along the same line is uh, Dropbox, which is another place that is functions similarly. Um, I can't probably as well as say John or Emily be able to articulate the exact differences and nuances of technicalities between the two. Uh, but one of the cool things, this is just a um, sidebar about this. If you are ever in need of an outline or a teaching, the great thing about this Dropbox tool is that if you let me know, I can have this e a digital copy of whatever teaching you're needing emailed you in a matter of seconds. Because I can access this, I can and take, I can actually grab that file and send it right to you right then and there. So if you're ever needing something, um, if you're saying like, I need the teaching on five vital signs of life, because uh, I'm going to do a Bible study with this new Christian that's coming to church. Um, 
can easily help you out by getting access to this. Um, so, but then, so on a personal level, this might be more useful for an organization, but um, nevertheless, as we, as, if it's something that you find helpful and useful, you're more than rec welcome to, to utilize it. But are there any questions, since we are done for today,